Hey there, future fans! This week, we see some killer art, we love us some drug dealers, and we get really, really cold. This is the week of February 1st, 2019, and I have myself a guest. This is episode 119 of Future Flicks with Billiam. everyone welcome to the show welcome and welcome walker hello this may seem a little weird because we have to share a mic we thought we or i thought i found a workaround until we started recording and then it got really weird and i sounded like some sort of robot alien robot weird thing and um so forgive the slightly odd audio quality of this especially if walker seems a little farther away because he is a little farther away all right well let us you know actually let me tell you too what it is I do on this show, just in case anyone is new. And if you're new, welcome to the show. So this is Future Flicks with Billiam, and on this show, I do quite a few things. I go over any trailers that have caught my eye since the last episode. I go over any news that has caught my eye. And as always, if I miss any of those, let me know. I'll tell you how to contact me a bit later. And then we go into the movies, which I break up into two categories. The limited releases. Those are movies that are just getting limited releases, right? You didn't see that coming. And also didn't seem interesting enough to warrant a watch in the theaters. The second part is wide releases and interesting indies. Those are any movie getting a wide release and then any indie movie that caught my eye. In which case, I go over what it's about, who's in it, and then Walker and I, this time, we will tell you what we think of the movie and then it will be given a score, which I call the Billiam's Interest Level Score, aka the Bill Score, which goes anywhere from a zero for those terrible, terrible movies Two and 11 for those movies that turn it up that extra notch. Well, how do you get in contact with me? I'll be really quick so we can get along with the show. Twitter and Instagram at BilliamSWN. You can email me at BilliamReviews at gmail.com. Hit me up on the Summit Nerdy website. That is SomewhatNerdy.com. And then hit me up on Summit Nerdy Facebook page. Those are the ways. So, Walker. Hello. So, before I was, um, what do I want to say? Oh, all this will be edited to make us sound like professionals. Oh, boy. I get to sound like a professional. Right? It's it's uh, actually quite cool, and we're quite cozy right now, aren't we? Oh yes, it's it's it's, it's cozy and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful moment. It's very warm <laughs> on a cold night. I think we lucked out this week. For it's the first week I, I have a co-host, and we have very little in the way of movies and trailers. We have some news, and unfortunately, there's a lot of um, undesirable news, uh, sad news, and uh, disturbing stuff. But you know, we'll we'll put that in the beginning of the no- of the news, and then we'll get on to the fun stuff. Okay, that's not fun either. <laughs> I guess that's kind of fun. Okay. It depends. There we go. All right. Yeah, we do have some stuff in here. At least, it, at least it won't be all, all messed up stuff. So that's good. So Walker and I are uh, enjoying one of his his favorite drinks. Yeah. Maybe. Good Cheers. It is a wild turkey American honey. I'm not sure if you've had that before, but it's 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 good. It's good and sippable. Whiskey. Whiskey is great. So Walker, tell me. I already know the answer to this. At least I think I do. I hope I do. But they don't. First, tell me. What's your favorite movie? 
My favorite movie, uh, I'm going to go with Princess Mononoke. Really? Yeah. What were you going to say? Empire? That's a good one. But I honestly like Return of the Jedi better. Okay. Oh, yeah. I remember that. We had talked about that. Okay. Yeah. About how Empire is the better movie, but Return of the Jedi is... Is more fun. Is more, yeah. So, let's see. On this, uh, so on the show, you're going to be watching a lot of trailers with me, and they're going to be talking about them and and how you feel about it, and then this news. Is this an intervention? Yes, basically, you have to watch more movies. My friend Walker, I, I've known him for, geez, how many? How long? Seven years. Seven years. Seven, eight years. So a decade. Let's say a decade. That works. <laughs> round up. We round up here on Future Flicks, except with scores, and uh, he doesn't watch a lot of movies. He you like movies. I do. But you spend a more time like gaming. Yeah, I spend stuff. my money on less interesting pursuits. <laughs> or, you know, they're interesting. It's just not um, not movies, which is my thing. So, of course, you decided that I would be the best possible guest you could have. Of course, of course. Not, you know, Evan, who finds himself a connoisseur. Not um, Darren, who oddly sees more movies than I thought. Yeah, he's just very quiet about it. He is. Let us jump right into the first segment, which, as always, is the news. This just in from Hollywood, the news. So in a story from IndieWire, GLAD, which I totally knew meant the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, has rescinded Bohemian Rhapsody's nomination following Brian Singer's accusations. In a separate story from Entertainment Weekly, they reported that Brian Singer, director of Bohemian Rhapsody, faces new allegations about having sex with underage boys. Wait. Welcome to the show with that news. I don't think we need to talk about that very much just because that's pretty straightforward. Yeah, all the information you need is right there. Yeah. Oh, here's something though. So because they are taking this award away from the whole crew, does it make it fair to everyone else? Does the wrong, let's and let's admit an egregious wrong if it's true because there's still allegations, but let's say it's like 100% true. Does that make it so the whole film should be unnominated basically? Should lose its nomination for what is it? Outstanding film. Well, that's the whole question whenever allegations like these come up, isn't it? It's can a bad person make a good product? Like um with any Woody Allen movie. Like, he releases a movie, do you support it? Because there's, there's the belief that directors were already paid. By the time the movie hits theaters, they were already paid. Unless they have some other stake in it. So are you, by not seeing it, are you actually, like, how much are you actually hurting them for someone big like Woody Allen and someone moderately big like Brian Singer? Or is the statement you're making worth the effort of not seeing the film? That's true. Um, let's see, we have um, one more messed up story, and that is apparently the Michael Jackson documentary, Leaving Neverland, has has caused some waves. Uh, some people still don't believe it. Some people are protesting it, and others are saying that the documentary, uh, here, here's something that was supposedly so disturbing, this four-hour-long documentary was supposedly so disturbing that the director and people at, was it Sundance, where, where this was, had a therapist a counselor on site for people to go talk to during and after the movie. Good forward. So apparently this documentary follows two people 
who say they were they were uh, molested and worse by Jackson. And the thing that people are questioning, though, is that these kids had previously spoken out at his trial saying that there was nothing wrong. And people are using that. But of course, you know, people can be groomed. People be, they could be scared and not come out. So when it comes to something like this, I think that's the that's a big question. Where's the truth? And I don't think that's something we can truly answer now. Uh, it does raise a lot of questions, too. Um, because Macaulay Culkin has famously recently come out and explained what their relationship was, saying that he never touched him. Uh, they had they had slumber parties and stuff, but they um they stayed in separate beds though in the same room. I, I guess it just depends on how if you watch this documentary that apparently was a one time showing, even though HBO helped make it. Apparently, this was going to be the only showing. We'll see if it if it makes so much news, maybe it'll uh, get out there. You know, I'm not sure if I would ever watch that one way or the other, even if it was certain proof even if it was beyond a shadow of a doubt i i don't think i would want to watch that yeah i have no real interest in seeing it i think if it was certain proof then then it stands for itself but i don't know that it possibly can be yeah it's it's uh it's time to move on to another story because that's dark <laughs> that's really dark let's see oh that story came from indie wire as well um looks like their marvel is making a f okay you know it helps if i actually or if we actually read the stories before we talk about it so according to the rap matt smith is in final talks to join sony marvel's film morbius based on the comic book of the character with the same name so far jared leto is set to play morbius and we we just looked up a picture of him and what happened to his face <laughs> i don't know but i guess they're not gonna have to add a lot of makeup just make his skin a little grayer and and he's done it maybe elongate two of his teeth we'll maybe see trim that beard dude <laughs> anyway that story comes to us from the rap uh because smith's exact role is being kept under wraps so we'll see how long it is until there's a spoiler about that oh nick fury <laughs> he's gonna be a non-ultimate universe nick fury yeah well, let's talk about comics. Apparently, this according to comicbook.com, Marvel will make Black Widow its first R-rated film. So we pause just to read stories and go over it. But Walker brought up a good point and you said that it should be a what? Uh, prequel. Because really, how do you go from Endgame or um, Infinity War and then Endgame and go, okay, well, here's her doing some spy And you, you can't swear, by the way. I just bleep it out. Oh, excellent. I swear constantly. <laughs> but you can't really do that, can you? Like, I, I guess you can, but like, how how does Black Widow go from helping to save humanity and like life in the universe, and then okay, well, I'm gonna be a spy again? Well, a good opportunity for them, I think, would actually be to tie it into Captain Marvel, which is the next big prequel coming out. But then Black Widow has always been tied to someone else, which sounds uh, much kinkier than it, it, it. I really mean it to be. Yes, but at the same time, it's. So you're saying that she should have fully solo film. That's that's what I would like to see. I mean, famously, everyone knows, all of my listeners know I'm not the biggest fan of Scarlett Johansson. I think she's one note. And she brings her one note to this character. But if you're going to do it, let's 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 go balls to the wall. Let's give her her full own story. Maybe, maybe have a couple cameos because there's cameos in a lot of these things. That's fine. But don't tie her to anyone, I don't think. And so it looks like with this one, Marvel's doing more of this. They're grabbing indie directors which i think is a good move it really worked for thor ragnarok because you know thor ragnarok taika waititi who did um is fantastic who is fantastic but he worked on um what we do in the shadows and he worked with flight of the concord people that's right so this story comes to us from the hindustan times and um you know i've never very reputable yeah I've, I've never quite heard of this but uh i bet you that they are, are do a stand-up job my question is how is this news I, I thought this was common knowledge i don't really think that's news 
actually. Uh, I just saved it because it looked like it was something worthy talking about. But um, well, Walker and I read the article, and it looks like a lot of fan theories. Did you say what the actual headline was while we were recording? Yeah, if I didn't actually read the title, it's Avengers Endgame may be the last film of Iron Man, Captain America, as Marvel boss Kevin Feig drops this bomb. So now that you're all caught up, now that you're no longer confused, <laughs> that's what we were talking about. I don't think that's that's actually actually news. Yeah, they've, I mean, since even before Infinity War, they've been talking about getting out of the game. Yeah. They? So now the question is, are they who's going to die in Endgame and who's just going to retire? Right now I'm going on the record and uh, my future fans know this, that I think Cap's going to die. Robert, Dun- Robert Downey Jr., or that's not his name, Tony Stark. They're the same guy. They're basically the same guy. Tony Stark is going to retire because Pepper's going to be pregnant. That's what I think is going to happen. Well, I can't argue with you because you're good at comics, Bill. <laughs> God damn it. And um, next in the news, this story from Polygon, Aquaman is now the biggest DC comic movie of all time. Here's where we run up against my ignorance because I haven't seen it. I've totally seen it. <clears throat> you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. No, that's just cool. No, not much to talk about with that one. That's just interesting. I've heard it was okay. Yeah. Yeah, I heard it was okay. Which is a step up, to be perfectly fair. (laughs) To be perfectly fair, yeah. Oh, this next story is interesting. I actually have pre-read this one from sci-fi.com. The headline reads, Joker's Zazie Beats says movie movie script was rewritten on the fly. This, of course, is the Joker movie featuring Joaquin Phoenix that now some people are wondering if it's actually Joker in it or if it's just some copycat and then Joker's going to come in and like cap his punk ass. Jared Leto and his terrible beard oh god his terrible beard joker better not have a beard um anyway according to this article walker they were saying that the day of shooting they would rewrite the script they would have an hour or something memorize it and then go out and shoot it like so this movie was rewritten the day of shooting every day you know i kind of thought that all the dc movies were filmed like that (laughs) oh let's be fair wonder woman was good and we haven't seen aquaman yet it's supposed to be good but okay besides that i see your point wonder woman was a a high watchable that's what i give wonder woman a high watchable and then i don't know sounds like aquaman was maybe a low watchable and you've all seen the rest probably maybe probably maybe exactly i was just reading crazy facts about mysterio Mysterio. I'll be frank, I don't know much about him. Well, there's this great article from CBR.com, which I totally know what CBR means, which tells you all about Mysterio, including the fact that he is a special effects expert and doesn't actually have any powers. Apparently, when he first hit the scene in Spider-Man, like issue five or something, like very early on, he was a good guy until it was revealed that he was trying to frame Spider-Man for crimes that Spider-Man didn't commit for some weird reason. I don't know. You know what I like about Spider-Man? Huh. Is, like, almost at least half, maybe more of his villains are just as budget as he is. <laughs> like, Rhino? It's he, just an elastic suit. and Yeah, he's just a guy who hits people. <laughs> or headbutts people. That's that's about as ghetto as you can get. Yeah, he's not even the juggernaut who didn't even make his suit. It's it's uh, It was a uh, artifact, right, that, that he puts on his head and it creates the suit, doesn't it? I'm going to trust your judgment on this one. Great. I'm right. No one proved me wrong. Okay, and our next story from sci another one from sci-fi, Patty Jenkins is talking about Wonder Woman 3 and having this be the first Wonder Woman movie that's going to take place in modern times. Wait. 
Wonder Woman 3? Yep, because uh, Wonder Woman 2, coming out later this year, is uh, taking place in the 80s. The first Wonder Woman movie, thank you, Walker, for correcting me, took place in during World War One, And she's saying the third one, should she still direct it? And, I mean, she's apparently doing a good job for, in number two. And I liked what I saw in number one, so why not keep her around? Top of the DC cup. Right? Uh, and keep her around for number three. So she wants it to be a modern movie and they she was also asked about directing justice league okay we're back from reading the article and it sounds like she's a person to do it yeah she really i don't know just the difference between wonder woman and all the other dc movies that i've seen is that you know it's good yeah and she says in this interview with uh with sci-fi she said that she doesn't want to do a justice league movie at least not now she wants it seems like she just wants more character building because she talked about how challenging they are juggling all these characters and i think What's and, the exact quote though exact quote i find those movies to be extremely challenging i think they're fantastic when they're well done there we go a nice little low blow a nice little shiv to the ribs in that one and she says she's excited for aquaman 2 and she wants to see the flash so it seems like she wants to build these characters more which could really have been the downfall for justice league and batman v superman that we didn't really get to know these characters well and they just threw that threw them into this mix it seems like she wants to do more character development than any director in dc universe before her that's weird it's like they're trying to be marvel who made sure all their characters were already set before they did it i was going to say that putting it in the 80s kind of sounds like they're trying to do a thor ragnarok yeah actually because thor ragnarok had that hardcore 80s feel to it which you know they might not be able to nail that same comedy but maybe they don't need to yeah because they have Gal Gal Gadot, no Gal Gadot, I think is how you say it. Oh, no, is you, it a hard T? You do pronounce the T. Oh, yeah. It's because she's not French. She's Israeli. <laughs> say it Israeli again. Israeli is the word <laughs> I was looking for. What's in this? <laughs> Just whiskey, my friend. All right, let's see what else we have. And uh, oh, here's some good news. Maybe depending on how you felt about the Dark Universe. So it seems like, according to IO9, Universal is moving forward with the Dark. Not moving forward with the Dark Universe. They're moving forward with an Invisible Man movie, and they're completely leaving the Dark Universe behind them. So the Dark Universe, which was started by. The the Mummy, I think, started it, though there was still, people were still wondering if Dracula from Dracula Untold was going to be in it. But so that that wasn't confirmed yet. But so th that series that they were starting that was going to have Tom Cruise, Javier Bardem, Russell Crowe, Angelina Jolie, and Sofia Botello, who was who actually played the Mummy. Though I guess they're going to keep Tom Cruise in the series too for, I, I, I don't know. I'd rather keep the Mummy. Yeah, right. But well, anyway, that is com apparently completely gone. And they are no longer doing a connected universe. So feel about that how you will. I, I don't think you saw those movies, did you? No, but I remember being kind of disappointed at how poorly they did a shared universe. Yeah, it kind of seems like they were trying too hard to be Marvel and failing terribly. Kind of like what DC does. Ooh, is this just the podcast where you hit people below the belt? Yes, All right, that's yeah. what it's called. Yeah, Feature Flex with Billiam. Now I'm stealing Hitting you in the balls. Below the belt. Below the belt. Okay, welcome to Below the Belt. <laughs> all right well ladies and gentlemen that is it for the news and how was that how did that work with a co-host uh, you know i think this the first one's always going to be the more uh the most um i've never gotten internet hate before i'm excited for my first time i i have once but oddly enough not for the show for a um 
for a blog I wrote. I didn't even reply to the guy because it's obvious he didn't read it. Well, that's because you're terrible, though. That was <laughs> okay. me. Actually. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. So I got my first internet hate from my own friend. Thank you. Well, that is it for the news. Let us step into everyone's favorite segment. I can't wait. The trailer trove. Woohoo! Avast, and welcome to the trailer trove. But it didn't say if it was a series or a movie. It said Netflix original series. Oh, thank you. Aren't you glad you have me? Most days. All right, well, the first trailer in the trove is for a movie called, or series, sorry, that we Uh now know, thanks to Walker, Umbrella Academy. I'll say this for Netflix. They can definitely do a trailer. They really can. That looks, it looks really good. They should pay their trailer guy more. I assume it's just one. <laughs> it is trailer guy. Oh yeah, that on this show, and uh, I stole this from from the Watch Your Mouth podcast. I believe uh, Critter came up with it. We talk about trailer guy. Are you playing footsies with me? Oh, that's just your sandal. Okay, trailer guy is who makes these awesome trailers, and even if the movie's crap, he makes the trailer look awesome. And uh, it's just one person, and that's who it is for all the trailers. So trailer guy did a great job on this. I I think it looks pretty good. Apparently, it's about this group of kids who are all born on the same day to women who weren't pregnant when the day started. You were very, very emphatic about that. I get emphatic about a lot of things. Oh. Because I, I know what that means. Don't I know it. But anyway, they uh, they get adopted by this, this uh, supposedly crazy rich guy who 17 years later dies and... One of the kids returns because apparently he disappeared while time traveling and time traveled to the future where the world is gone and he's trying to stop it. But they're all older now and are kind of disgruntled, I guess, about their upbringing. The ragtag bunch of misfits. Basically. And that's why I I love the superhero genre so much because it has so much potential. It's not all Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, X-Men. It's more than that. It's very interesting because so many people have come up with powers that it's not really about the powers anymore. Yeah. And it's become making a new superhero movie or series is more about the people behind the powers or different ways of using the powers. And it's still really cool seeing the powers actually used. Oh, yeah. No, it's you still have the, the fire guy or the quick guy and it's it's still cool. But maybe that's just because we're nerds. We are nerds. We're 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 huge nerds here. Shut up, nerd. <laughs> Don't judge me. Uh, anyway, Umbrella Academy comes out to Netflix, so this is something else you don't have to wait. Well, technically you have to wait because it's February 15th. This game isn't... It's game. This podcast isn't called Now Flicks. <laughs> should be. No, it shouldn't. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said that. Anyway, February 15th on Netflix. I'll watch it. And we're back from the YouTube rabbit hole we went down. That that took longer than, than I would have liked. But we have a new trailer to talk about. This one called Extremely Wicked shockingly evil and vile this has a 2019 release date but there's no actual day listed yet this is the story of a supposed story because it doesn't actually claim that it's a biopic based on true events yeah based on true events about ted bundy oh i love that guy so i bet you this is going to be a really good really good happy family friendly movie that's going to have a couple good recipe ideas hey spoiler he dies at the end (laughs) They killed Ted Bundy, right? Yeah, they killed him. Okay. Yeah, he is dead. Uh, wasn't he like the first execution in so many years? In... I don't know. Let's go check the internet yeah. for another half hour. Oh, we're not recording. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I stopped. I stopped recording. Okay. Whenever I have to look up notes and pretend like I know stuff, I stop recording. Well, 
that's when I use all of my funny jokes. That's the reason I'm not funny, audience. Yeah, that's that's actually why. He, he said quite a few funny things when we're not recording. That's my secret. <laughs> that's my secret, Captain. I'm, I'm like that guy in um, Mystery Men who's invisible, but he's only invisible when no one's looking. Oh, yeah, played by Kel. What was Kel's last name? From Keenan and Kel? You know, from the show All That? And then they got that spinoff show, Keenan and Kel. That's great. I'm older than you. Yeah, great movie, Mystery Men. When you said Mystery Men, I was thinking Watchmen. I'm like, no, 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 silly. That was me. <laughs> Funny thing about Mystery Men, I've actually seen it. You have. I'm proud of you. Uh, I was very young and I don't really remember it. But okay. I'd like to see it again. Yeah. I mean, uh, Ben Stiller, Hank Azaria, Janine Garofalo. Um... I was young enough that the scene where they melted the guy, spoiler, um, <laughs> scared the sh- I have a, a year moratorium on spoilers on the show. That's fair. But let's see. So this movie looks good. It looks like it's actually going to talk more about Ted Bundy's home life. And then this woman that he falls in love with. I'm assuming he falls in love if he had human emotions. At least she falls in love with him. Uh, played by Lily Collins. And uh, Ted Bundy was Zac Efron. The first time, I don't think he's incredibly handsome in a role. Well, he is incredibly handsome. Well, he is. But uh, not as... will murder you. Yeah. Okay, there we go. He's incredibly handsome and would, would murder you. But that was one of the things I remember reading about Ted Bundy, that he was really popular. And very handsome. That was sort of his thing, was... How he got people? In the in the trailer, uh, you know, the, the woman says, I don't care if he did it or not. Oh, right. That's what he's famous for. I wonder if they if they're gonna get actual interviews with people for things like like uh like pull actual interviews from the time. That one looked too crisp to be an actual like actual interview. Yeah, but it could be based on a real interview. It could be. Also a surprise appearance from Jim Parsons. The Jim Parsons project. <laughs> we were getting confused between Jim Parsons and the Alan Parsons project. There's some old school uh old school music for you. Oh yes, I'll take a top up of whiskey. Thank you. Uh so yeah, this movie is supposed to come out this year, but there is no official release date. IMDb doesn't have anything. The other sources I use don't have anything. Oh, it looks good. I like Zach Efron as an actor. I think he's gotten a lot better since his high school musical days. And he even he wasn't terrible back then either. He was just He's a good actor. Yeah. That's the thing. He's he's solid and he's he's done something that lots of actors wish they could do, which is he's avoided getting pigeonholed. Yeah. He really has. Though for a while he seemed to begin a lot of the same roles where he's playing like like his character from Neighbors. Did you watch that one? Oh, with that was a, a comedy. Right? Yeah, with uh Seth Seth Rogen, Rose Bine, him and um Dave Franco, the wacky, uh, like super buff, wacky guy. Yeah, yeah. He he did a couple of those roles, but now it seems like he's starting to get out of it. But I think that was his strength for for a while is that he stuck to the roles he knew he was good at. So it wasn't actually pigeonholing him. He was purposely doing it. It's like, hey, I'm good at this. Can I give this one a guest rating, Bill? Yeah, go for it. I'm gonna call it good, but probably won't see it. You know, that's uh, I give a lot of those ratings out because I don't see nearly as many movies as I should. All right, well, let's see what else is next. All right, we have a new movie to talk about called Drunk Parents, starring Alec Baldwin and Salma Hayek, Jim Gaffigan, and Joe, what was his name? Manginello. Yeah, Joe Manginello uh, from True Blood. Uh, he played Elsie. Elsie? Elsie? Whatever. You know that guy. And it looks it looks funny. It does. This is a, uh, a comedy about... It seems like people living beyond their means and then they're trying to like get ahead and they were like, what, rent rent out their neighbor's house when he's on vacation? I can honestly tell you it's one of those trailers that uh, I watched it and I still don't know what the movie's about. 
I actually don't quite know either. So it looks like they rent out their apartment or not, not their apartment, their neighbors. neighbor's mansion and then steal some stuff from the neighbor too, but then get caught. Something involving the fact that the guy who rents out the place is a sex offender and then they have to go on the run. I don't know. I don't think Trailer Guy did that one. No, I don't think Trailer Guy did that one either. But uh, let's see if we can find a release date for that one. So it's called Drunk Parents. I will say I'll watch... Pretty much anything with Alec Baldwin in it, and I'll watch pretty much anything with Salma Hayek in it. So this is double dipping. Well, you don't have to wait long. Apparently it comes out April 19th, 2019. This is the guy who wrote Grown Ups 2. Maybe we'll forgive him. Um, I No, I, I can't say that. I didn't see Grown Ups uh, 2. And uh, Joe Dirt 2, which I did not know they made. I forgot they did that. He also wrote Joe Dirt. Oh, okay. Joe um, Dirt was good. Joe Dirt I like Joe amazing. Dirt. Strange Wilderness was good. All right. There's... Yeah. There's something here. Uh, Steve Zahn. That was his name. Steve Zahn. And then Jonah Hill. Isn't that Jonah a Star Hill. Wars villain? <laughs> oh, no. I'm thinking of Timothy Zahn, who is actually probably the closest thing Star Wars has to a real good guy. Joke for you book nerds out there. I know you exist. You know, because it's, it's totally canon. Timothy Zahn? No, no, he is, actually. Isn't they? Didn't they bring him uh, back into the books? Yeah. Here, I guess, side note here. Uh, yeah. They brought back Thrawn in Rebels, briefly. And I'm oh, told, Thrawn got his own book. Oh, another book? Mm-hmm. Oh, he did. He did. It was hopefully better than Aftermath. Here's a fun fact about Walker. He loves Star Wars. It's kind of his jam. And um, in true Star Wars fans fashion, he has a lot to say about the new movies. Well, let's talk about Star Wars for the next three hours. There we go. Yeah, we have plenty of time. Three hours later, we are back. I, I'm still angry. I bet. You know, let's talk about a trailer we watched a little earlier. There's an, I, maybe I would call it a teaser trailer, just because it's really short for Detective Pikachu. Uh, it showed a couple more scenes than the first one we saw, and I think it looks quite good. I they, they have a fart joke in there. I'm sold. They have a fart joke in there. The Pokemon look good. I'm surprised they look so good. Um, It's because... They tried to make them cartoony and not realistic. That's why it looks good. But without being like a like Roger Rabbit esque level of cartoon, where it's like obviously obviously cartoon, they kind of they kind of made it look a little real, but just a touch. I would love to see a fully funded Pokemon movie where they had the budget, because I'd love to see like a realistic uh, Charizard, and or have it be um have it be a movie based on uh, Pokemon Adventures. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the with manga. red and red yeah, and yeah. blue and and green. Well, that sounds like something that would be good, and I don't know why they would ever do that. <laughs> why would they ever do that? No one knows. Okay. The next up is another trailer we didn't plan on talking about, but um. We found it called The Beach Bum. This starring Matthew McConaughey, Snoop Dogg, Isla Fisher, Martin Lawrence, Zach Efron again, Jonah Hill. And was that it? No, there was somebody else I saw. Who, el- who else was it? Um, oh, yeah. um, um, The singer. The- Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy f***ing Buffett is in this too. Do you do the honors with the IMDb synopsis? Oh, uh, a rebellious stoner named Moondog lives life by his own rules. And that, I don't think that does the movie justice. I think the trailer is, the, the trailer just makes it look like this guy who smokes a lot, drinks a lot, and it looks like he, he's on his last leg with the law. And he's trying to finish a novel, but at the same time can't help but travel around, drink, party, and just do stuff he probably shouldn't do. Uh, I would also like to note that the writer and director is named Harmony Corinne, or ha- Corinne. Corinne? Cor- maybe Corinne. Harmony Corinne. Let's see what... Oh, it's a dude. (laughs) 
Okay. Uh, oh, the director of Spring Breakers. Okay, that that expi- explains a lot. Okay, that's actually the only. Oh no, Trash Humpers is another movie he did. Mister Lonely, huh. Gummo, oh, and The Diary of Anne Frank Part Two. What? Okay, how do you go from The Diary of Anne Frank Part Two? It doesn't matter what part. Any part of The Diary of Anne Frank to Spring Breakers. Um. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's a mystery for the ages. All right. Yeah. Okay. It looks, it looks really funny. It Got does. Yeah, and it looks like Snoop I would be... Snoop Dogg. He's Snoop Dogg again. <laughs> it is. Oh, and uh, Kids. He wrote Kids. I remember that movie. Uh, this was a 90s movie about teens in New York City who just um, drink, skate, and have sex. Uh, it says Deflowering Virgins in the IMDb. Oh, so it does. Deflowering Virgins. Ooh, Chloe Sevigny. I remember when she was the new hotness. Oh, yeah. Leo Fitzpatrick, Justin Pierce, Rosario Dawson. All right. Before Bill goes down the rabbit hole of he's old. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. So it, the movie's called The Beach Bomb. Matthew McConaughey. It, it looks interesting. Matthew McConaughey is one of those actors is who is very talented. But the question isn't, will you like him? It's, will you just like the role? It looks <laughs> like a movie... I wouldn't take my parents to. No, I think it'd be very awkward. No, my parents are cool. Okay, it'd be awkward for me right, <laughs> to yeah, take well, my parents there. I'll take your parents. I bet. I'll take your parents. Okay, let's see what's next. So the next trailer on the list is a little one called Nancy Drew and the, what was it? Spiral Staircase? Hidden Staircase? Hidden Staircase. Hidden staircase starring, uh, so- is that her name? Yeah, Sophia Lillis. Tom Holland, uh, Zendaya, <laughs> and, oh, sorry, we just watched the Far From Home trailer. He, he so. hadn't seen Spider-Man Far From Home trailer, so I had to do him a solid and show him it. That's uh, good. It looks really good. This one has Beverly Marsh from It Chapter 1 in it. Totally seen it. He has it. That's a lie. He doesn't like scary movies. I don't. But I'll watch them, and I will love them. But this is, of course, based on the old-timey mystery novels that were akin to... the, the Basically, the female version of the Hardy Boys. Yeah, you know, because back then they separated things based on boys and girls. Yeah, basically. And, uh, well, not just boys and girls, but, you know. I don't get it, actually. I honestly don't get that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'll tell you when you're older so the director of this movie the director of this nancy drew movie if you remember directed the 1992 movie poison ivy which was basically just sex and murder perfect for nancy drew perfect for nancy drew but you know what it doesn't look bad i know it's i know it's for kids nancy drew and the hardy boys are famously for for children they're like they're books that every elementary school probably had but there's something to be said for a movie for kids that knows it's a movie for kids. Yeah. Uh, this uh, does make t- take place in modern times because someone walks up to her and go, oh, this house is trending. Yeah, which is fine. I know. I, I, that used to bug me, but at this point, it's sort of like, at least they're, at least, I don't know where I'm going with this. At least they're not being too much, too try-hardy about it, I guess. Yeah, it's, they know exactly what they did and they're fine with it. So that'll probably make for a better movie. Yeah, so this comes out... Oh, no. Oh, it had a release date in the trailer, which we already went down the YouTube rabbit hole a bit. I would also say that it looks like a good start for like a series. It does. I I could see that becoming a series. I'm actually glad they did that before Hardy Boys, just so it doesn't look if they do Hardy Boys and Hardy Boys takes off. It doesn't look like they're going, oh, let's give the women their time now. You know, I didn't actually read either of those. I read uh, Tom Swift. Tom Swift. I never read Tom Swift. I read Hardy Boys. I read them all when I was a kid, and I don't remember a single f***ing one. I don't remember any of it. Yeah, you should read Tom Swift. Okay, I'll check that out. I'd say it holds up, but it kind of doesn't. 
Well, I can't find the the uh, release date, but let's just... Was it March? Okay, we found it. March 15th. And we did learn that apparently there's been a lot of Nancy Drew stuff coming out. Uh, when would... 2009, it said, was the one with... Who'd you say, sweetheart? Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts in that one. And there's one from 2002? Four. No, 2004. It looked like... That was a book, though. Look, okay, that was a book. I wonder when the last Nancy Drew book was. 2007. Ah, no, you said 2007. God damn it. Okay. I was right. You were wrong. I was wrong. I'm really curious about the depth of the Nancy Drew universe now. I wonder how far they go into it. I wonder if there's any crossovers. Probably with Scooby-Doo. <laughs> well, they already did a supernatural Scooby-Doo crossover, so why not Nancy Drew and Scooby-Doo? I mean, Nancy Drew has priority on supernatural right maybe been around longer i uh, guess uh, okay here, here full disclosure i haven't read all the nancy drew books or any of them but, <laughs> or any of them <laughs> but you know she's got she's got seniority how okay old, you have a good point yeah how old would nancy drew be now if she'd be my parents age no no not old younger than my parents so she'd be my age so fair game i guess well ladies and gentlemen that is it for the trailer trove let us take our first break where we listen to a word from our friends at somewhat nerdy radio and we'll be right back with the movies stay tuned oh finally i have to pee are you looking for a nerd podcast that touches on every walk of nerd culture well look no further somewhat nerdy radio is the podcast for you we cover nerd culture news new movie reviews bad movie reviews video games comics with sprinkles of nerdy nostalgia throughout Somewhat Nerdy Radio is a flagship podcast of the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Find us on every podcast app or stream it on somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. And we're back. Too bad you don't get to pee. Damn it. As you can tell, we're back. Hooray. To talk about the limited releases. Once again, these are movies that um, just didn't do enough to wow me enough to talk a lot about it. So, Walker, how this usually goes is normally I just say what it's about and who's in it and move on. If we have something to say about it, we can talk about it because it's my show, my rules. That's fair. That is fair. The first movie this week is one called Braid. Two wanted women decide to rob their wealthy, psychotic friend who lives in a fantasy world they created as children. To make the money, they have to take part in a deadly, perverse game of make-believe. This stars Madeline Brewer from The Handmaid's Tale, Imogen Waterhouse from Nocturnal Animals, and Scott Cohen from a few episodes of The Americans. Yeah, I really had to dig deep on that one. <laughs> it looked weird. It, it looks weird. It, it's one of those movies where you, uh, where during the trailer, they put all these things up of how many festivals they've been on. And that doesn't necessarily mean anything. That just means they've been to that festival, which uh, I guess means it, something that the festival accepted them. I mean, if you and I made a movie, we, we couldn't get into Sundance. I well, mean, we could if we wanted to. <laughs> if we really wanted to in Grease and the Palms. But. So I guess it is something to get into these festivals. But when you see a trailer showing you all these festivals, that doesn't mean it won anything. It just means it was there. Yeah, it looked like it should have been a video game. That's what I thought watching that trailer. A weird video game, kind of like... um, Like Braid? No, no. not like Braid. <laughs> yeah, not like that Braid. Uh, what was that weird one that um, I, I could never finish because it was too scary? P.T.? No, uh, it's that first person one where you don't have any weapons. You just have a lantern. You go amnesia. Amnesia. That's what it reminded me of, actually. Yeah, amnesia, but with more sex and people getting choked by their own braids Which and is murder. What I wanted. From yeah, amnesia. of course. Like, what else would you want besides running from monsters and then sex and being choked by your own hair? It looked like it would have been a better video game. That's all I'm <laughs> uh, next up is a film called piercing so piercing is about a man who kisses his wife and baby goodbye 
and seemingly heads away on business with a plan to check into a hotel, call an escort service, and kill an unsuspecting prostitute. With, apparently, the knowledge of his wife. Do, do we think that's his wife in the trailer? Oh, I have no idea. Okay, it's someone. I, I, don't, I don't get it. Of course, the... Okay, so this um this synopsis I got, I got straight from IMDb. Oh, okay. So I don't know. That could be his wife. It didn't, it didn't say it wasn't. This stars Christopher Abbott from It Comes at Night and Mia Wasikowska. I think that's how you say it. Looks wow, great. I did pretty good on that. Good job, me. From Alice in Wonderland. This director, Nicholas Pesce or Pesce? Pesci? Uh, Pesci? I don't think that's how you... Well, Pesci is spelled with an I at the end, but it's... So Pesce, maybe? Pesce. Pesce. He's going to he... come to your house and punch you if you, t- if you get his name wrong. <laughs> Probably. It's, he's directing a grudge reboot. Or remake. See, that's the thing with reboots and remakes. You don't really know what it's going to be until you find out more about it. I feel like reboot is a is a code word for remake at this point. Uh, you know, some people think that, but the way I look at it is reboot works within the already made universe while remake starts over. So that's why I think the Ghostbusters, one of Melissa McCarthy and them, that was a reboot because it didn't say the events never happened. Yeah, but didn't it sort of like retcon the event? Mm-mm. No, not officially. They only mentioned uh, in the Ghostbusters that came out a few years ago, they only mentioned there are two very small references to the original Ghostbusters. Uh, very small. Do you want to talk about Ghostbusters for the next two hours? Yeah, let's do that. All right. That was a fun two hours. I never thought of it that way. You, yeah, you're right. No, no one ever does. But anyway, piercing looks odd. Yeah. Yeah, odd. From the looks of the trailer, he gets his prostitute into his room, and then she tries to escape, and he doesn't kill her right away for some reason, and they get to know each other and hang out, and she willingly goes to his house or something, but then there's, maybe she's trying to kill him back instead, like, oh. like oh, you're trying to kill me? I'll kill you back. I mean, that seems fair to me. Yeah, right? But what's the, what's the deal? And like... Are they going to get romantic? Is that his wife he's talking to on the phone? Because in the trailer for this, he's talking to this woman who seems to be fully aware that he's trying to kill someone and pretty down with it. Seems weird, man. Yeah. Um. You know what? Check it out if you want. Uh, this movie, it doesn't look like it's coming to any streaming services soon, but it will, of course, be a limited release. So check any indie theater near you. Or pirate it. Or pirate it. No, we don't actually um support pirating here, and I would never, ever do it. It doesn't work if you say it. Oh. Out, out loud. All right. You can just do it. Okay. I can see you. I'm in the same room as you. Oh, yeah. We are. And the next movie, we have one more in the limited section, and that is called The Least of These, The Graham Stain Story. Manav Banerjee is a young reporter tasked with investigating and bringing forward proof that Australian, yeah, he's supposed to be Australian in that movie, Missionary Graham Staines is illegally converting leprosy patients to Christianity. As he goes undercover, he learns more than he ever thought and must ask himself if he wants to come forward for personal gain or keep the secret. This stars Stephen Baldwin from The Usual Suspects. There's not a lot of based on a true story things set in India, but I feel like that could be a good thing. Yeah, that could be a good thing. But it is uh, on the show quite often. I'll talk about these movies that are that were seemed like they're made for mega churches. So this like overall like this super Christian movie that doesn't try too hard because it seems like it tries to that realizes his audience is going to be the kind of people who go to a huge church and and watching movies. There. Not that there's anything really wrong with that, but I just don't like them because it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like they try too hard and this one kind of seems like one of those where it Stephen Baldwin wasn't even doing an accent he's supposed to be from Australia yeah he sounded American I thought he was yeah there's one scene where you can hear a bit of an accent but it's like why not just change it and have him 
straight up be American. I'd, oh, I guess in a biopic, you can't really do that, can you? Get an Australian actor. There we go. Get an Australian actor. There are plenty of them in America already. Of course, a lot of them are like famous. Like Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> a little Tropic Thunder joke for you. <laughs> God damn it, I love that movie. But again, the movie doesn't look that great. Trailer tried to make it sound epic, like this really intense music and fire and explosions. And... But it's... I mean, it could be a cool look into the time period but the trailer didn't show it that way yeah it didn't really show it that way so that's why it's in the limited section well ladies and gentlemen you know what is next it is time for the next break and a word from our friends at the nerds of the squared circle podcast and then we'll be right back with the wide releases and interesting indies the question of the week and then i'll send you along your way so stay tuned nerds of the squared circle and someone nerdy.com Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com. Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com. Hi, I'm Sam Jericho of SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds of the Squared Circle. Join me, Snarf Chris, and the dude with the headband. We talk about wrestling and more wrestling. Do you like wrestling? Yeah! yeah. Then you should listen to our podcast. Do you not like wrestling? You should still listen to our podcast. SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds of the Squared Circle. Subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app today. Nerds in the Square Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com. And we're back. Thank you very much for sticking with us. It is time for the wide releases and interesting indies, and we're going to start with a movie called Then Came You. A hypochondriac is forced to confront his fears when a British teenager with a terminal illness enlists him to help her carry out her eccentric bucket list. To die to die list that's correct bucket list is lame that's right bucket lists are lame according to macy williams from game of thrones it also stars asa butterfield from ender's game nina dobrev from final girls tyler hochlin i think from supergirl ken jong from community and titus burgess from the unbreakable kimmy schmidt and uh, i think it's safe to say this movie's gonna be devastating oh i'm going to be horribly sad when i watch it because it, it does look fun it's definitely a kind of slice of life romantic well, kind of romantic comedy it's like the bucket list but with kids so it's more <laughs> sad when they die yeah it's gonna be a lot more sad it's like morgan freeman and jack nicholson are old so you know we're just waiting for them to die at this point <laughs> uh, you're all gonna be devastated that happens oh god right but yeah no it's it's just sadder someone's like how can we take this movie and make it more sad well i guess we can add macy williams and have her be sick and die though i'm wondering i i think this isn't going to do this to us but there have been a lot of movies coming out recently about um it's actually kind of a trope now where there's like some girl do you remember the old um john travolta movie bubble boy where he had to stay in the bubble because he's Actually, yes, somebody just mentioned it, but I never saw it. Okay. Because I well, don't watch movies. <laughs> well, it's kind of like that, where, where we have all these like stories and movies now about about people who can't, who, who are just sick and can't go out. But then some of the time, like, um, I had to turn to Anne for this one, Everything, Everything. So if you haven't seen every Everything, Everything, and you want to, you know, jump forward like 30 seconds, because this is going to be a spoiler. She's not sick in that in that movie in that book she uh it's her mom who's really worried for her so i'm wondering if this is going to be something like that but it doesn't seem like it the trailer really didn't make me think it would be that would really oh As you do. 
right. And then she had to grow her hair long so she can try and get out of the tower. Oh. Yes, that's how that works. Disney. (laughs) But I'm excited just because I like Asa Butterfield. I think he's really good. What's he in? Uh, He was in Ender's Game. He was in Hugo. Oh, you know. All right, this is a tangent, so you can cut it. But uh, my for Christmas, I got a copy of the book that Hugo was based on. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. That's the end of that story. Was it good? Did you read it? Nope. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, tell me when you're done. We'll see. We'll see how it is then. But Asa Butterfield apparently wanted to, you know, not skip it on school. So I guess he was like still going to school or something. So what, which is why he hasn't really hit Hollywood. But everything he's done has been good. Just not everything he's been in has been good. That's fair. Seems like a good kid. Seems like yeah. a devastating movie. Yeah, this looks like it's going to be utterly devastating just because I bet you she's going to die. And to bring it back to the Zac Efron thing we mentioned earlier, nice to see that Maisie Williams hasn't been pigeonholed. Yeah, exactly. Because she could have easily been because she's in like this huge, like a world famous show, like one of the biggest shows of all time. Yeah. And she could have easily been typecast as that. But it looks like, no, she's not. She's getting all, a lot of different roles. She's in Doctor Who for uh, for like w- almost one full season in and out. She's in a Rooster Teeth production. Really? Yeah, they released a new Mecca show uh, called Genlock. It's got, it's got a kind of crazy star-studded cast. Huh. Uh, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Maisie Williams. Yeah. David Tennant. Really? Yeah. Look at him. It Is looks... It, so she's in this show with another doctor who's not the doctor she was on Doctor Who with. Well, yeah. Okay. You know, as you do. That's cool. David Tennant seems to really be into voice acting these days. Hmm. Good for him. He was also on um, Jessica Jones. Yeah. That looked like the best part of that show. I mean, I've heard really good things about it. Definitely. I've totally seen it. Yeah. I believe you. Anyway, this does look good, and I want to see it. But as for you out there listening, I have a hard time fully recommending it because it's not for everyone. We have this kind of feel-good-about-life movie that's not going to be happy. There's there. This is not going to have a happy ending. Like, yeah. Here's what I see. Best case scenario, they both wind up happy, but we still know she's going to die. They just don't tell us. Yeah, which is probably probably the message of the movie. Yeah, or worst case scenario, and what's probably going to happen is she does die in the movie and we have to see the fallout and how Asa Butterfield changes how he looks at life. So is that going to cure his hypochondria? So he's like, look at her. She lived life more than I did. She doesn't get to live it anymore. Maybe I should because she doesn't. She doesn't get to. That's the happy ending. That's the happy... That quote-unquote happy ending. And and things like that are predictable, but they're still good stories. It's still... I mean, it's not so predictable where you know every single thing. I think this uh, looks good. I want do want to see it. But for a score, I think that Then Came You gets a 6.5 out of 11. You gotta pause like that. Do you ever watch X-Play or um, Extended Play on, on TV? I call it my Adam Sessler pause. Whenever he would rate video games, he'd go, he goes, he gets a three out of five. Huh. Something like that. All right. Well, you know, if it works, it works. Yeah, it does work. It does work. All right. Well, next up, uh, we have a film called Velvet Buzzsaw. Oh, I've seen this trailer. I saw this one. <laughs> oh, you've done your homework. Yay. Yeah, I did part of my homework. <laughs> it's like a D. D... Plus the... As in your homework or the movie? Uh, the My homework. The movie okay. looks good. All right. Well, let's tell you what it's about. After a series of paintings by an unknown artist, 
How did I spell that? Oh, I missed the N. An uncone artist. An uncone. After a series of paintings by an uncone artist are discovered, a supernatural force enacts revenge on all of those who have allowed their greed to get in the way of art. This stars Jake Gyllenhaal from Brokeback Mountain, Billy Magnuson from Game Night, John Malkovich from Bird Box, Tony Collette from Little Miss Sunshine, Natalia D- uh, Dyer from Stranger Things, Renee Russo from Ransom, and David Diggs from Wonder. Would you say that John Malkovich is best known for Bird Box? Well, most recently. All right, fair enough. And I don't, I don't always do what they're most known for. So if it's like Tom Cruise, I go, and Tom Cruise from The Outsiders. Yeah, let's see. That's that's fair, though. That's funny. Yeah, and John Malkovich, I think that, I think that Bird Box may be the best one just because it's the movie everyone's seen. I like, guess so. I have except me. Oh, you should see it. It's good. Yeah. It's not even it's not even a big horror, I wouldn't call it. I'd call it more of a thriller. Uh, but yeah, uh, Audrey, my girlfriend, watched Bird Box and enjoyed it. So, you know, I get to like, listen to it. So I kind of know what it's about. <laughs> but Velvet Buzzsaw, it's, I, I give it my guest rating of looks good, probably won't watch. Just because it, it looks scary. It, it does have that horror element to it. I, I think this is kind of like a indie indie horror but trying to still be kind of artsy but at the same time tongue-in-cheek it seems yeah artsy makes sense did you ever play the video game layers of fear no it's about uh it's a horror game in the vein of amnesia yeah uh of like an artist who's going crazy in his own home yada 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 paintings come to life oh psychological thriller yeah spooky uh so it, it reminded me of that because i'm a huge nerd we all are. Yay for huge nerds. Well, oh, I like what you did there with the somewhat nerdy name. You know, you should come up here. We, I can get the other microphone to work somehow. Okay, cool. Uh, Velvet Buzzsaw, it, it does look interesting. I may see it just to, just to see what it, what it's all about and, and how, how much of a horror it really is. You know what? I'll tell you what, Bill. For you, I will go watch... Then came you with you. Okay. We will watch Then Came You and I will watch Velvet Buzzsaw with Anne. We will, I don't know if we'll like it. it. It's really hard to tell with movies that, yeah, have horror elements, but also try to play the art card and not art as in there are pieces of art in it, but like artsy things. Like, are they going to try to go a little over the top with it? How, like, is it, are they going to try to go for more of a Baba Duke? It seems a little pretentious, I will say. But is it trying to be pretentious? Is that the thing? Is it a little tongue-in-cheek is my question. Hopefully. Hopefully. Well, we will see when this comes out this week. Velvet Buzzsaw gets a 7 out of 11. All right, folks. We have two movies left before the question of the week, so let's get into it with Miss Bala. Gloria finds a power she never knew she had when she is drawn into the dangerous world of cross-border crime. Surviving will require all of her cunning, inventiveness, and strength. This stars Gina Rodriguez from Jane the Virgin and Anthony Mackie from Captain America Civil War. So this seems like just the next movie in this new wave we have of badass women movies. Like last year, we had Proud Mary, we had Peppermint, we had, oh, what's that Nicole Kidman one called? Devolver? No. Came out not too long ago. What was that? 
Oh, Kidnapped with Halle Berry. Thank you, sweetheart. Destroyer with, with Nicole Kidman, though I wouldn't really put that in the same league as all the others. And uh, Breaking In with Gabrielle Union. And now we have this. This one with Gina Rodriguez playing this woman who looks like she gets caught up in... It doesn't look like it's drugs, per se. I bet you there's some sort of drug cartel. I assume. That's eh, dangerous to assume. Uh, <laughs> I would guess so. It's it's crime oh it's probably drugs it's probably drugs because it's a dea safe house that that Uh, she hit yes so this woman gets captured by this what so now i'm pretty much assuming that's a it's a cartel and she gets they said look we're going to kill you if you don't do this job for us she does a job the dea finds out that's her and goes oh hey help us get these people otherwise we can we'll put you away for a long time so now she's caught up in the middle of this war between a cartel and the dea to protect her friend i think is what i got now. yeah she wants to protect her friend that they have so she goes back in but then it seems like she sides with the cartel for a while but is that just a ploy and so that's i think that's going to be one of those questionable loyalty things like who side who side is she on or is she only on her side fun action movie yeah it looks interesting um the acting doesn't look outstanding but i don't think you need outstanding acting for a movie like this the movie is called miss bullet (laughs) yeah miss bala in english is miss bullet it's not even senorita bala it's better actually that would be Maybe that's what it's called in in Mexico because this or, is a remake. Or even La Bala. The bu- yeah, do the so Miss Bullet, and I guess that kind of really hits the nail on the head. But that's not what you're supposed to do with bullets. <laughs> you're supposed to not miss with them. All right, um, that was the joke. <laughs> I, what what was the Mexican film called? Miss Bala. Oh great! <laughs> so it's based off a Mexican film called Miss Bala. From 2011. Thank you. Yeah. I wonder if that movie's good. I'm wondering if they're if they took so long to do it just because now it's more it's more of a big thing with these badass women in movies are like, oh it's been around for a while though. But we've had a lot it has been around for a while, but we've had we've had a lot of them recently. Yeah. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, it? no, not at all. And uh and the new John Wick, we're going to have Halle Berry go fight alongside him. Dope. But uh, this looks good. This looks like something missable in the theaters, but you should check out check out at home. Just a red box rental one day. Netflix, Hulu, if they get it. But anyway, let us finish up with Miss Bala. It it looks entertaining. It does. It's going to be a lot of action. It's going to be one of those questionable loyalties movies. Is she on the DEA side? Is she with the cartel? Or is she on her side? And then whatever her side is, is whoever can get her out of it the most. Miss Bala gets a seven out of 11. Okay, I know I just gave the um, the score, but Anne just looked up more about Miss Bala. So apparently Gina Rodriguez's character's friend gets taken and maybe there's some human trafficking or something. So she's trying to save her friend too. Anne gets caught up in this. Apparently what she's helping them with somehow is money laundering as well. Well, they were taping the money to her tummy. Oh, yeah. There's a scene in the trailer where they have all this, uh, this stacks of cash and they're taping it to her. Yeah. So, well, we have the pick of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, do you know what it is? Do you know what other movie is coming out this week? Well, I'll tell you what it is. The pick of the week is called Arctic. A man stranded in the Arctic after an airplane crash must decide whether to remain in the relative safety of his makeshift camp or to embark on a deadly trek through the unknown in hopes of making it out alive. This stars Mads Mikkelsen from Rogue One, a Star Wars story, and relative newcomer Maria Thelma... How do you say that? Smaradotir. Smaradotir. Wow. 
Thank you. Yeah, hey, you had me on for a reason. And that's that's why you can go now. That one word. All right, yeah. see ya. And once again, we have a Mads Mikkelsen movie as the pick of the week. The first time it was polar, now it's Arctic. Turns out Mads Mikkelsen, good actor. Yeah, right? Who knew? A lot of us, actually. A lot of us knew Mads Mikkelsen was good. He's pretty great. I liked him in Bond, uh, the guy who cried blood. That was pretty cool. Uh, I liked him in Star Wars Story. <laughs> that was really good. He he did a really good job. I That was the first role I ever saw him in where he wasn't a bad guy. Yeah. And he was, he's just a good yeah. actor. And I believed him as a good guy. And this is another movie. I mean, there's not really good or bad, but I guess in a movie where good or bad in that sense doesn't come in, come into play, I just assume I good. Man versus environment. Yeah, man versus environment in this. So him and this other person survive a plane crash. He's physically fit. She's wounded. Wounded. Yeah, she's wounded sick. or something and he's trying to take care of her. She can't walk. Yeah, so he has to decide, do we stay here and hope help is going to come? Or do we try and make it to, maybe they're going to that base. The Arctic Circle has that base there where they do all the science experiments. I read some really terrible thriller that took place there. With the science. With the science and the stuff and the beakers. Sounds legit. It's probably beakers. It's too legit to quit, in fact. Meet, 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 meet. (laughs) Meet more robot sounds but i think this looks good but once again i'm not sure if this is this isn't a, a theater go for me yeah i like matt mickelson but it's it could just be another survival movie and i'm sure he'll be good in it yeah. but is it enough i don't think it is i think this is the perfectly fine to watch one day later on just like with miss bala just like with uh then came you a movie i do want to watch but will i watch it in theaters and that's going to be a no for me but i still think because we always have a pick of the week on this show. If you do see a movie this week, make it Arctic. I think that's the best one. I believe it. I'm sorry I missed the Polar Week, by the way, because I do really want to see that. That looks really good. Uh, it's been getting mixed reviews from fan, like regular human beings are liking it. Heartless, cold-blooded critics are hating it. Oh, uh, well, I've never met a critic that I liked. Yay, me neither. Oh, he's talking to me. <laughs> and, uh, and Dan was a critic. Oh, I like Dan. Yeah, Dan's all, Dan's all right. We should get him on the show. That'd be hilarious. Oh man, he's pretty great. I told him about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. What do you say? It's like I'd love to go. I've been on the radio, and uh, <laughs> and I I watched my language. <laughs> they didn't have to bleep a single thing. <laughs> we'll see about that. Whenever he sees me, it was fucking Wild Bill. <laughs> well, that's just your name. That's just my name, fucking Wild Bill. Okay, good. Can't wait to hear the bleeps for that. <laughs> I don't know what else uh, I can say about Arctic besides it looks good. Uh, it only has two cast members, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to die. Yeah. They could be picked up and all you see is a helicopter. All you see is the base. And so you don't need to see someone else for them to be okay. It depends on what they're going for. Whether or not the uh, they want the, the hard hit of killing one person. Yeah. So is this is this going to be what's a survival movie I could talk uh, talk about? Is this going to be Vertical Limit? Oh no, that's a what bunch of people dead. Leo finally won an Oscar for Revenant. Is this going to be the Revenant or is this going to be Everest? Exactly. There we go. Okay, I like that. Is this going to be the Revenant or is this going to be Everest? Will Mads Mikkelsen get f-ed by a bear? No, he would do the. F-ing. Yeah, I think Mad, Mads Mikkelsen will do the. F-ing. He's a top. Yeah, He's a top. I would I would believe Mads Mikkelsen would be a top. I'd let him be a top. I mean, oh man, I've never, I don't think I've ever been this bad on the show. I've made terrible, terrible jokes on the show that have made me feel like a terrible person, but I think that is, take, 
<laughs> I bring out the best in you. You do. Thank you very much. And I promise next time Walker's on, we will have two working mics. So Wait, you're going to invite me back? <clears throat> maybe. We'll see. After this? I don't know yet. But if I ever have another guest, maybe I'll trade maybe I'll trade you in for another model. That's fair. There's some there's some updated models. We'll, we'll get an Evan, but he won't actually say anything. Yeah. He's just here. He just exists. He's watching. Well, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that is it. Let me give you the score. Then we'll get to our last break. And then we will talk about the question of the week. And I still don't think anyone answered. I'll have to check to see if Brian Q or Frat Matt did. But I'll check that later. So Arctic gets a 7.5 out of 11. I just had to give that 0.5. It just felt right. Yeah. Mads, I mean, Mads brings it up. He does. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let us go into our first, or first, our final break as we hear a word from our friends, our good, good friends at the Watch Your Mouth podcast. (laughs) Stay tuned. There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever internetting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall, filthy f***ing language. Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there, I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> the f*** yeah. did I even come here for? With our charity swear jar, every f***ed up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The motherfucker's a mouth breather. Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of f***s and garnished with a crown of Shut the f*** up! How the f*** did we get here? F*** all that f***ing jelly bean! So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes. SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at WIMpodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth. The question of the week. Oh, really? What is it? Well, let me tell you. The question of the week was, what two movies would you like to see combined to get one sequel? If that was confusing, I mentioned Glass and how that was a sequel for both Unbreakable and Split. Those are two separate movies. They are. Until now. Though technically at the end of Split, there was an Easter egg for uh, Unbreakable. All right, spoilers. I mean, that movie came out like <laughs> a while ago. We didn't have any answers from the Future Flicks with Billiam fans. And I understand. It was a harder one. I, I get it. So let's deal with everyone here. Let's start with Walker. Walker, what two movies would you like to see combined and get one sequel? Well, as you know, Bill, I don't actually watch movies. So I was thinking back on it and I thought I would like to see uh, The Little Mermaid and Frozen. Not the answer I thought I would get from you initially, but now it makes sense. I thought it might. It's, you know, Disney's been sort of, actually no, Disney's fans have been sort of teasing their little multiverse for a while now. Shared universe, if you will. And I think it'd be fun to see that realized in at least one movie. And Kingdom Hearts has made the multiverse a thing. Oh yeah, that game that I played. Kingdom Hearts is so good. Three just came out. I did play Kingdom Hearts 1. Well, anyway, that is a good answer. Let's go to Anne's answer, who says 21 Jump Street and The Heat. Because she would like to see the weird sex between Melissa McCarthy and Jonah Hill. Don't we all? Who doesn't? You know, let's just throw... Who else can we throw in there? Rebel Wilson and Jack Black, just for fun. It was kind of weird. It was kind of weird. Oh yeah, she did have a double answer. I'm sorry. I am not a failure. Her other answer was Peppermint and John Wick because that would be badass. Because of the weird sex between <laughs> Keanu Reeves and and Jennifer Garner. Oh, actually, that sounds 
really hot. Oh no! Ah, oh, gross. Fifty Shades of Wick. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Pepper Wick. Ah, <laughs> oh, that'd be gross. Well, it's been really nice being here. It was I'm... fun having you. I'm glad you could be here for this. Fun, you know. I was here. Uh, uh, another another one that we threw around was Fast and Furious and Baby Driver. That would be interesting to see Baby join the Fast and the Furious team, be part of the family. I don't have friends. I have family. No, I can't do an act, uh, Vin Diesel. I don't know why do I tried. Do you say that every time you bring up Fast and Furious? I think so. Hey, some of you future, my future friends out there know that know my show better than I do. <laughs> do I say that every time? Well, now that Walker stopped singing, let's get into my answers. So I had two, and this one was actually quite hard for me. And so the first one was Monster Squad and Ghostbusters. Just because I thought that'd be pretty cool. Just have like ghosts start showing up and the Monster Squad kids, maybe they're a little grown up. Maybe they, they become the new Ghostbusters. Oh, that would be, that would be awesome. All right. I like that idea. But my, the, my number one idea, the one I got super excited for was Last Action Hero and Galaxy Quest. Okay, so look at it this way, how awesome this would be. So we all know at the end of Galaxy Quest, the show gets brought back because there's no newfound love for it after the events of the movie. Spoilers. Well, <laughs> well, Galaxy Quest gets a movie in, you know, in the movie world and someone takes the golden ticket from Last Action Hero to that, pulling them out of the movie. But since the... The Galaxy Quest people are actually people. If something weird happens with the ticket and they become evil. So then it, the Galaxy Quest crew has to get back together to fight the old, the evil them. So it's kind of like a take on the Star Trek. I feel like you've written this screenplay already. I kind of have. It's awesome. I kind of want, write, want to write like a fan fiction for it, but I can't, you know, write a fan fiction until I actually finish one of the books I'm writing. Oh, yeah. Get, uh, how far are you along? Yeah, that's great. So let's talk about the question of the week for next week. And I had a really weird idea for next week's question of the week. Do you guys remember that game Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon? Do you know that game, Walker? I do actually know that game. So here's the question of the week. You know, my uncle is Kevin Bacon. Oh, really? No. Oh, cool. So I'm like, and you didn't invite him on the show? <clears throat> no, I, I wouldn't want him on the show until I get better equipment but anyway okay let me explain six degrees to kevin ba of kevin bacon to you just in case you don't know in six degrees of kevin bacon you take an actor or actress and through roles they've been in connect them to kevin bacon so for an example i totally didn't use imdb to do this let's connect ryan Re ryan gosling not ryan reynolds ryan gosling to kevin bacon ryan gosling was in la la land with jk simmons who was in the lady killers with tom hanks who was in Apollo 13 with Kevin Bacon. So that's how that game works. So what I want you to do is I want you to pick your favorite actor or actress and play Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon with them. And if your favorite actor or actress has been in a movie with Kevin Bacon, please pick someone else. Thank you. What if I pick Kevin Bacon? You can't pick Kevin Bacon. Why not? Kevin Bacon is the only one who actually wins all the time at Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. He sounds like a pretty great guy. He does. He wins all the time at that game. So yes, that is the question of the week. So let me wrap this all up with the housekeeping. Well, Walker, thank you for being here next week or next, maybe not next week, but the next, cause you're going into Vegas. You'll be in Vegas next week. Uh, two weeks, two weeks. Well, anyway, next time you're on the show, I promise I'll have two working mics. So we'll, we'll get this a little, 
a little better. Oh, I'm holding you to it. Thank you. But thank you for being on the show, and we will have you on again. But as for now, let us get into that beautiful closing housekeeping. I'll send you right along your way to listen to the other great shows in the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast app, as well as the Somewhat Nerdy website. That's somewhatnerdy.com. I'd really appreciate it if you take a few moments out of your day to give the podcast a rating. I'd like five stars, please. I'm not asking for much. I'm not greedy. Not at all. And then share the podcast. Word of mouth. That is how we grow. Tell me what I'm doing right. Leave a comment. Tell me what I need to improve on. Answer the question of the week. And then how do you get in contact with me? Great question. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at BilliamSWN. Hit up Walker at Twitter at Count Casimir. That's C-O-U-N-T-C-A-S-I-M-I-R. You can email me at billionreviews at gmail.com. And be sure to check out the other podcasts on the network. That's Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Squared Circle. Check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast. Great friends of the show. And also check out the Somewhat Nerdy site for all of our latest blogs and news. And finally, my dear friends, my dear, dear listeners, my future fans, please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billion from Somewhat Nerdy signing off, and I'll see you in the future.